This is Party on the Peninsulas, your weekly update on the people and policies leading Michigan, with Michigan Democratic Party Chair Lavora Barnes. Welcome to Party on the Peninsulas, your weekly report from the Michigan Democratic Party. I'm Lavora Barnes, and the words this week, organize now. This week's report will be a little different with a couple of special guests, State Representative Angela Whitwer and our senior U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. They recently joined us for an early grassroots organizing and messaging virtual event, and we'll share highlights of that event in a few moments. Also this week, Michigan and National Republicans continued to make headlines, much of it involving court cases and criminal investigations. Here in Michigan, arraignments have concluded for the 16 fake electors charged with eight felony counts each for trying to steal Michigan's electoral vote for election loser Donald Trump. An investigation is underway involving a former state House Speaker for some very questionable multi-million dollar no-bid grants to his former staff aide. That's on top of the conviction of another former Republican Speaker for bribery and an ongoing state police investigation into a third former Republican Speaker, as well as a campaign finance investigation into a former Senate Republican leader. Of course, the big national GOP story multiple criminal indictments naming Donald Trump and his supporters. As I record this update, we're expecting even more indictments in the Trump-led conspiracy to steal the 2020 election, this time from the state of Georgia. And attorneys general in several states are looking at following the lead of our Attorney General Dana Nessel and looking to indict their state's fake electors. There's also even more in the growing scandal over Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. The latest revelations from ProPublica about the millions in luxurious vacations given to Thomas are stunning, as is the claim by Justice Alito that Congress has no right to impose ethics rules on the court. In effect, Justice Alito claims he and his eight colleagues are accountable to nobody. In non-crime and corruption news, the efforts of both Joe Biden and Gretchen Whitmer to battle climate change gained very tragic urgency again this week with the catastrophic fires that destroyed much of Maui's largest city. Our prayers go out to the family and friends of the dozens who have died in that horrible catastrophe and the hundreds who lost homes and businesses. Scientists and local officials agree climate change made the tragedy possible. Joe Biden pushed the largest climate change package in history through Congress. Polling shows that a vast majority of Americans want strong action on climate, but those same polls show most are unaware of what President Biden has already done. Part of our job is to spread the word. Joe Biden is the climate president. We have links to details on the Biden climate plan on our website, partyonthepeninsulas.com, or you can go to whitehouse.gov. In a moment, Senator Debbie Stabenow and Representative Angela Whitwer. But first, an update on some of the other stories on politics and policies we're following this week with Dorian Tyus. I'm Dorian Tyus. Here are some of the stories on politics and policy we're following this week. Online publication The Messenger has uncovered a shocking audio of State Representative Matt Maddock threatening armed violence over the trials of Michigan's 16 phony presidential electors. At a pool party fundraiser for the Legal Defense Fund of the 16, Maddock, whose wife, former Michigan GOP co-chair Mashawn Maddock, is one of the defendants, was open about the possibility of violence. 
What's going to happen to this country? Does anyone have any idea if this doesn't stop? The goal is communism, right? Or Marxism, the Democrats dream, right? But what's going to happen before that? Someone's going to get so pissed off, they're going to shoot someone. That's what's going to happen. Or we're going to have a civil war or some sort of revolution. That's where this is, where this is going. And when that happens, we're going to get squashed. The people here are going to be the first ones to go. And no MAGA event will be complete without comparisons to the Holocaust. They're trying to take away our right to appeal an election or to, to just to question election. Okay. They want to make it, they want to make damn sure that anyone who questions the election or disputes the election in 2024 is threatened by what they're doing to our electors and other people throughout this nation, that you will not say anything. You are going to shut the F up and you are going to walk into that gas chamber. That's what they want. Okay. Cause that's what's coming. There was also a suggestion met with cheers to impeach Attorney General Dana Nessel for indicting the phony electors. The plan, said Maddock, was to help with the proposed recalls of six Democratic state House members to give Republicans the majority. There's a link to the full audio on our website, partyonthepeninsula.com. All 16 defendants in the false elector prosecution have now been arraigned in Ingham County. All 16 defendants pled not guilty on all eight counts with which each is charged. Each was given a personal recognizant bond, which stipulates defendants must not travel out of the state without permission of the court, must not possess or purchase firearms, ammunition, or dangerous weapons, must not commit any illegal acts, and must not miss any court dates at the risk of jeopardizing their bond. A new report from business facility shows Michigan continues to lead the race for jobs and investment as the top state for automotive industry and electric vehicle investment, holding its number one spot from 2022. According to business facilities, Michigan also ranks as a top 10 state among key areas like foreign direct investment, customized workforce training, tech talent pipelines, and healthcare jobs. This ranking follows multiple reports showing Michigan as a leader in business, clean energy, and battery investments, and a piece from Newsweek recognizing Michigan as a leading hub for high-tech mobility development. This week marked the one-year anniversary of enactment of the CHIPS Act, President Biden's initiative to reclaim world leadership in the manufacturing of the computer chips that power our economy and are crucial to auto manufacturing. Governor Whitmer took note of the anniversary and updated Michigan's efforts to be a national center for chip manufacturing. One year after the Chips and Science Act, she said, we are continuing to demonstrate our leadership with more battery plants, semiconductor facilities, and innovative workforce programs. Our know-how and deep industry roots put us in a strong position to be a global leader in so many emerging industries, backed by the powerful incentives in the Bipartisan Chips and Science Act. Attorney General Dana Nessel has praised a federal court ruling reinstating for now the Biden administration's restrictions on ghost guns. Ghost guns are those built by private citizens from kits that can be purchased with very little regulation and restriction. These user-friendly kits typically contain nearly complete firearm parts and require a minor amount of assembly to become fully functional weapons. They do not carry serial numbers, which renders them untraceable. 
Republican activists at the center of physical altercations during party events in Clare County now face multiple misdemeanor charges. Summons have been issued for Kelly Sackett, Melissa Thielis, and James Chapman for incidents that took place at the Doherty Hotel in Clare in April and July. Sackett, chair of the Kalamazoo County Republican Party, and Phyllis, Macomb County GOP secretary, were charged with disturbing the peace and disorderly jostling, both of which are misdemeanors punishable by up to 90 days in jail and or a $500 fine. On April 14th, the pair had a confrontation in which Sackett appeared to knock a cigarette and phone from the hand of Phyllis, who responded by thrusting an open hand at Sackett's head, according to a video recording obtained by Bridge, Michigan. The woman, who represents competing factions of the Michigan GOP, appeared to be arguing over an alleged move by Sackett to purge loyalists to party chair Christina Caramo from the Kalamazoo GOP. Chapman was charged with misdemeanor assault and battery and disturbing the peace, another misdemeanor, for a separate July 8th incident that resulted in Clare County Republican Party Chair Mark DeYoung getting hospitalized for suspected stress fractures to his back. For more information on these and other stories, go to our website, partyonthepeninsula.com. From Michigan Democratic Party headquarters in Lansing, I'm Dorian Titus. Thank you, Dorian. Debbie Stabenow and Angela Whitwer know political organizing. As a new graduate of Michigan State University decades ago, Debbie Stabenow flipped a county commission district from red to blue. Four years later, she was elected to the State House of Representatives after winning a tough primary versus an experienced campaigner. Since then, she's moved to the State Senate, U.S. House of Representatives, and finally to the U.S. Senate, where she's the third-ranking member of Democratic leadership. Angela Whitworth flipped a state house district just outside of Lansing. She was such an impressive organizer that she was named to head up the state house Democratic campaign efforts, which resulted in flipping the Michigan House to Democratic control. Recently, the two joined the MDP for a virtual event to talk about the organizing and messaging challenges facing Michigan Democrats as we build to the 2024 elections. In the presentation, Senator Stabenow and MDP staff refer to some slides and fact sheets. Those materials are also on our website. Here are some of the highlights of their presentation, beginning with MDP Digital Organizing Director Tara Bilby, who served as MC of the event. We've got a, a big night ahead of us, lots to, to cover. We've got a couple guest speakers. We have the senator here, Representative Whitwer, and Chairwoman Barnes will be joining us as well. But this is the first event in a series that we're doing this fall about Democrats delivering. We want to talk about all of our major successes, what Democrats are doing here in Michigan and in Washington to deliver for the people, lowering costs, growing the middle class, all of those things. And we want to relay those messaging points to you and amplify it further into your personal networks throughout all of our communities here in Michigan. I know a lot of you here were our relational organizing volunteers back in 2022. So you're very familiar with this work and how to amplify it. And we've got some great new content for you to sing with. So I don't want to waste too much time with the, with my spiel. So I'll pass it right over to Senator Debbie Stab now. Thanks so much, Tara. Hi, everybody. I want to start by thanking you for everything that you have done for our state and incredible 
incredible efforts that got us to the the highest voter turnout in a presidential election last time, the highest turnout in a presidential election. All of us who were on the ballot in 18 and the incredible wins. And it's just been amazing. And and we can't do it without you. You're the reason for this, which is why I'm so excited about the next step. We have had the one campaign and really put it on the map in terms of how to organize and do grassroots efforts. And now we really want to go the next step and really ramp up what we're doing to communicate what we're doing when Democrats are in charge. We have a really talented communications team that take us to the next step. We're on the map with grassroots organizing. I want us to show everybody around the country how to tell our story and tell our message. And it really is time to tell our story. And so I'm very committed to working with all of you. Of course, my name's not on the ballot in another year and a half, but I have been really focus on this to help all of us. I've been raising and putting my own political funds into hiring a great, really great, talented team through the MDP. We've got some real talent and real committed people. And so now we, as I said, want to take the next step. And that's what we want to talk about tonight. So I'm so glad that you're part of this call. One of the things as Democrats, I find in D.C., the first two years with President Biden and our majorities, as slim as they were in the Senate, it doesn't get any tighter than 50-50 in the U.S. Senate. But we did so much. And when we got something done, because there were so many other problems we wanted to solve, we just put our heads down and went back to work and did something else. So that's great, except we haven't paused to put it all together and to be able to talk about what we've done, because actually there has been so much. And now with our awesome state trifecta with the governor and Democrats in the House and the Senate, I'm so glad that Angela Whitworth is with us this evening. But again, put their head down, work getting things done. It's so important that we take this time now together to really talk about the fact that there's a difference there is a difference when Democrats are in charge. And it's not just passing individual bills. I've been involved a long time, and I've seen a lot of things and worked a lot of folks at the state and federal level. It's The difference is why we do it. It's who we are fighting for. And there is a big difference. It's not a slogan to say we're putting people first all the time that whenever we have to choose, we choose people. And the Republicans, whenever they have to choose, and it's getting worse and worse, they choose power. They choose, they've always choose profits. But now it's just raw power, even if they're getting in the way of even having a democracy. So there, there is a difference. And also, it's a different philosophy. And I think this is really important for us to connect for people again. It's not just passing the infrastructure bill or the chips bill. It's why we do it and the philosophy behind it. The Republicans have tried to convince us for decades, ever since Ronald Reagan, it's trickle-down economics. They'll give all the money to the top and just wait. Sooner or later, it'll get to you, which it doesn't. Instead, we give them money to the top. They make the decisions about where to invest, and then they send the jobs overseas. And it's been a race to the bottom, as we know, in terms of jobs. What we are doing under President Biden at the federal level 
And what we are doing under Governor Whitmer is aiming right at the middle class, right at the middle class. Everybody deserves a fair shot. We're all stronger. The country's better because of it. We want to grow the middle class. And that means you do different things. That means that you invest through the American Rescue Plan federally in education and making sure people are safe after COVID and supporting small businesses and supporting communities. It means rebuilding our state. It means fixing the damn roads and supporting what the governor is doing. It, it means broadly investing in rebuilding America. And it means making sure we have strong Buy America laws. I've tried for years and we now have it. The bill that I've been working on for years to bring real accountability into using our tax dollars to buy American products with American workers that hold, have real accountability around that to support unions, union workers in that, that process. We have done the CHIPS Act to bring jobs home. Again, not just a bill. It's a philosophy. We want to bring those jobs back to America. It was exciting to be at UP in the last few days and see some folks in Calumet, Michigan, Calumet Electronics that are working on the whole issue of chips. They don't make the chips, but they make the circuit boards that all the chips go in. They are 100% American, in fact, 100% UP made, and they are right here and they're creating more jobs. We're seeing that all over Michigan because we are investing in bringing jobs home. The other thing that we're doing is clean energy manufacturing. And it's not just saying, again, we'll give you a tax credit if you've created an innovation. We're saying, no, you get the tax credit if it's produced here. I've been pounding for years with colleagues that if we do a battery tax credit, it has to be a battery production tax credit. And my bill has passed as part of that solar production, wind production, cleaner production. It's not enough to give a tax credit unless we actually are producing it here. And we have actually seen businesses since we passed the Inflation Reduction Act that were on the way, literally out of the country, who turned around and came back because we're focusing on Americans. We're focusing on strengthening America, rebuilding America, growing the middle class. So there's a difference. There is a real difference. And we want your help. And I know that you will join with us to tell the story of the difference. And it all fits together because some folks say, the state's doing great, but nothing's happening in D.C. Truth is, if President Biden and Democrats in the first two years of his presidency had brought all the resources into Michigan, we wouldn't have the capacity with the great values of our governor and now Democratic state legislature to actually do the things that they are doing. And Angela Whitmer, as chair of the House Appropriations Committee, I know is deeply involved in that. But the truth is, it takes both. And that's top president, my seat. We've got to hold as Democrats, hold the House all the way to the state house. We've got to make sure we are holding those seats. So we are focused on those things that are going to grow the middle class, including supporting unions and workers' rights. And it's important that we are 
telling the story that it's not just a bunch of bills. No, great to pass bills, but it's the reason we do it. It's who we're fighting for. It's the philosophy around it, which is the exact opposite of what the Republicans have been selling for years. So I'm going to ask specifically before moving on to our other great speakers for your help. There's a lot of strategies. There's a lot of great work that the comms team are going to walk through tonight. Part of that I'm hoping you will do is take some simple messages that we want to be giving out on a regular basis. Tonight, I've got three slides I want to show you that talk about what I just said. And I'm hoping we can send them out far and wide. Facebook and your Twitter, whatever they call it now, <laughs> the, the, the Instagram page, whatever it is, talk to your friends, your family, non-political folks. This is not just about politics. It's about getting the messages out that, you know what, you want your family to do better. You want somebody that's fighting for America and growing the middle class. That's the Democrats. And that's what we've been doing. And so we want to share that. In a couple of weeks, we're going to focus more specifically on the things that we're doing to stand up to the drug companies and cut costs. And so I know every two weeks, we want to be doing Zooms. And in the meantime, a whole lot of work needs to be going on to be able to reach out to others and share specifics about what we are doing. So I'm going to ask just for a second if we could put up those three slides I just want to walk through real quickly. Well, the big picture overall, and you're going to see this in the ads President Biden does. You're going to see this overall with us. The overall message is that we are delivering for people. We are growing the middle class and lowering costs. Everything that we are doing fits into that. There's a lot of things that we're doing. We can talk about so many things. But overall, what we are focused on is growing the middle class in hundreds of ways and lowering costs. The next one is the fact that we are delivering in Michigan. This is about what has been happening between federal funds, state funds, the interaction between Democrats in Washington and Democrats in Lansing. 15,800 clean energy jobs so far. 22,400 manufacturing jobs. We're actually in a manufacturing renaissance right now across the country. And whenever you're talking about making things, hello, it's Michigan. And so this is all good for us. 18,300 construction jobs already and a lot more to do. And we are restoring workers' rights, which is a critical piece of this. The ability to collectively bargain, join a union, get good pay, get good benefits, and that for workers to benefit in what is happening. And then finally, this is the chart that really talks about what I said earlier. For us, we believe in investments in America. We're doing it over and over again now. Empowering workers, we're lowering costs, and we're helping small businesses. And the Republicans really do believe that the answer to everything is tax breaks for those at the very top, slashing investments in America, and shipping good jobs overseas. That's what their policies have tried to sell us for decades. So I think our story's better. I hope you do too. And we are excited about telling our story loudly and proudly in Michigan and really setting the bar for the country. 
And I'm so glad you're a part of this. And I'm going to turn it over to our great state representative, Angela Weir. I was asked to come in because I, too, want to thank you for everything you've done for our state and for helping us flip the House, the Senate, and have this great trifecta and win seats like my seat, which is a very competitive 50-50 seat. I won my seat by 11 and a half points, and it's because of work that we all did together, and we, I, we couldn't do it without all of you. And I was asked to speak about all of our wins. I am the appropriations chair for the House. I'm the first female Democratic approach chair in the House. And it's historic right now what, we're, what we've been able to do, not just the number of bills, because they may be similar to the numbers of bills that they've done in the first six months in other sessions, but this one has done major sweeping things. So this year's budget, for instance, was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to give those one-time federal dollars that the senator was talking about back to our state. And we had a billion of them at our disposal that were not spent by the other side. I'm proud to say that with the help of Governor Whitmer and Senate Democrats, that House Democrats capitalized on that opportunity and we've been able to deliver to, our, to all of you, to our constituents. We passed a major bill at the beginning of the year that created a more fair and equitable tax system, providing much needed relief for Michigan residents struggling in the wake of the pandemic. We then doubled down on this vision with a fiscal 24 budget that will change the course of our state for generations. I have to say it again, we could never have done this without majority and without having that trifecta. It's a weird time that we're in. Weird isn't the right word. I speak more colorfully, but we're in a, we're in a tough time right now. We have a really difficult divide. And even if they're great bills, we're seeing them trashed because of our slim majority of one vote. And it doesn't matter if it's more of a conservative bill they will they'll kill anything just so that it doesn't happen they're not working for the people the dems are working for the people so without volunteers and donors that have helped the house that nobody thought we would flip the house and i was the campaign chair and it was an exciting time and exhausting time but i'm proud of everything that we've been able to do and i'm proud of the product the budget that we sent to the governor knowing all the hours that went into it Tara, I'm going to jump back in for just a second because Angela went through some incredible things and they all add up to the same thing. We're putting people first. That's what Democrats do. That's not a list the Republicans would be talking about. In fact, they vote against most of this stuff. At the federal level, all the work that I'm doing to protect access to food for children and so on, Republicans are voting against. But all of it is about lowering costs for families. And we're growing the middle class. We're creating opportunity for everybody to have a chance to be successful. That's the point. That's the difference. Thank you both so much for hopping on. And I think you both put it wonderfully. We have so many successes. Democrats are doing all of these amazing things nationally and, and for Michiganders. And we need to help our friends and our family, our Michigan communities, connect the dots between those successes and Democrats. And with that, MDP's Tara Bilby outlined the next steps for Democratic activists across the state.
remember that feeling of being content and feeling comfortable in 2016 and losing by 10,704 votes. That number is ingrained in my brain, as I'm sure it is yours as well. And that's why we need to start this early organizing work now. We need to start amplifying this message because people don't know these successes are attributed to Democrats. We all on this call, since we're so involved, there's county party chairs here, elected officials here, volunteers. We all keep up to date with this information. We need to amplify that message. So what next steps will look like for everyone? We are going to send out a digital toolkit for you to use that has different articles for you to amplify, some pre-written social media posts, some of the posts that the Michigan Dems have put out in the last couple of days, and then the slides that the senator was speaking about and some additional messaging guidance for you. There will also be a sign-up link for future events. This will be for the future virtual events. We'll do another in a couple of weeks here and into the early fall. But then our in-person events as well. A lot of you are familiar with Project 83 and they're doing amazing work across the state. A couple of them wanted to join tonight, actually, but they're at an event. They are still out in the community doing amazing work. So we'll get you the information to join them out in person as well. Really appreciate everyone who was able to join, especially our speakers and our volunteers from previous cycles. We're starting this work early again and we're going to keep our majorities and we're going to take back the house in Washington. Thanks, everyone. Once again, all the support items that Tara mentioned are available on the podcast website, partyonthepeninsulas.com. That's our report for this week. My great thanks to both Senator Debbie Stabenow and Representative Angela Whitwer for joining us and for sharing so much. Help spread the word of how Michigan Democrats are moving Michigan forward. Share this podcast with like-minded friends and neighbors. I'm LaVora Barnes. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week and hope you will be too. Party on the Peninsula is a production of the Michigan Democratic Party. Party.